Hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, guys. Super weird to talk straight into the <laughs> void. This is... This has been a, a journey. <laughs> this has been, like, almost... I don't know. We're over don't a year yeah. since we started. Um, Kind of, right? I'm Liam Sr. I'm Josh Phillips. We're two friends who love old television and have a knack for finding stupid shit to watch. Yeah. And we tried to start a pod... Well, okay, let's <laughs> cut that. Take two. We started a podcast where we watch the first episode and the last episode of an old show Mm -hmm. and then just kind of make a bunch of goofy jokes and and it's a lot of fun. And and also kind of like, should you watch it? Should you not? Usually you shouldn't. Yeah. And we've recorded not one, not two, but three pilots for this. Yeah, yeah, And boy howdy, it's just been a tour de force of bad luck and bad decisions. <laughs> yep, I mean... Our, our first pilot was just kind of a run-through, so yeah. I assumed, we're not gonna need yes, this. Yeah, let that go. Crazy show. We watched <laughs> Sybil. The second time, we watched Cop Rock, uh, and the person who helped record us <laughs> done disappeared. He, he left just with our show. Just kind of left with yep. our show and didn't give it to us. Probably um, our most professional recording, though, we have to be honest. Very he true. He had a little studio set up in his apartment. That dream died. That dream died quick. Like a bloated pig yeah. in the Hudson River. And then we watched Jim Henson's Dinosaurs. The only good show. I would watch show. Cop Rock. We, dif- we I differed. Cop Rock. We differ- I, I, I've grown on Cop Rock. Anyways, then we watched Dinosaurs and my computer was like, we're not going to save this one. Nope. <laughs> so what we've decided to do, because we want to get this fucking thing out. Because yeah. we've got like eight episodes We in really the need a post. So this is the what what do we call this? It's not just a pilot. It's it's like pilot intro slash recap. It's yeah, it's We like, don't want to rewatch re- these shows again. We're rebooting the unreleased podcast. <laughs> exactly. That's how underground this is. Yeah. You say recap. We're not going to recap the three shows that we watched cuz I haven't watched Sybil in over a year. <laughs> it's fair, it's fair. Yeah. I don't remember anything from it. I remember the ending and that's it. That was the one where they blew up the house. Yeah, they and, blew up a house. And the cops showed up at the so end in and arrested. So in one show, they blow up a house and Christine Bransky's there. In another show, a bunch of cops sing and uh, there's... And know they're gonna end. And then the they sing, and then the actors sing because they know that it's uh, a show. Uh, there's a Media Majors episode about it. It's another podcast that I do. And then in Dinosaurs, it was dinosaurs. They and were dinosaurs. The last episode super depressing because it's all died. about how the world is fucked. Oh, by the way, we are fucked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so this is this is a pilot for our podcast, Musty TV. After this segment, we're going to have a very normal episode. We've got a, fu- uh, a guest lined up. Yes. And... Uh, but then after this episode, he's, he's quietly eating in the peanut corner, right waiting like a, like a caged animal. So after this, we'll have a normal episode, and then after this episode, it'll be like eight episodes that we recorded way before this one. Yeah, so... So we're sorry, and... Yep. Things reboot! Will, yep. Things will change, obviously, from this Remix! <laughs> it's the remix. It is the remix. In 1990... NBC decided to make a TV show out of an 80s John Hughes classic. Using none of the actors, crew, or charm of the original, they spawned a 13-episode disaster. Today on Musty TV, we watched 
Ferris Bueller. Do not attempt to adjust the picture. We are controlling transmission. We are controlling transmission. We are controlling transmission. Yeah, we're putting this together, right? This is with the pilot. Yeah, this yeah. comes out so before the first everything else. Official the first episode official you... episode of Musty TV. TV. The TV, the TV, I was going to call it a TV show, because that's where my the head's at. The podcast where we watch the shows that you shouldn't have to watch. <laughs> we watch the shows that you didn't even know existed. <laughs> that too. Starring some of your favorite people, and starring people you've never heard of. Mostly starring... From what we've done, it's starring one person you kind of know, and then a rest of people you don't know. Like, oh, yeah. I'm Liam Sr. I uh, watched way too much television. I'm Josh Phillips. I also watched way too much television. And we have a guest. Hey, guest. Hey, howdy. You What's your me? name, guest? I'm Luke. I'm Luke Strickler. I watch TV as well. Too much, you'd say? Too much. Yeah. Too much TV. So what we do on this show is watch the first episode and the last episode of a show that is not on the air anymore. And, uh, boy, howdy, we picked a real humdinger, I'd say. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is a special, <laughs> special breed of bad. <laughs> what are some of your favorite things from the 80s? Communism. Uh, Red Scare. Red Scare. That still happening. The ability to hack anything. The ability to hack yes. anything. New Coke. New Coke. New Coke. Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick <laughs> killed somebody Best later. Version of oh, oh, he did kill someone in the eighties, right? Uh, maybe. It was either eighties or early nineties. It was in Ireland. It was. It was for the war. Anyways, <laughs> Matthew Broderick starred in a little movie called Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And did you know that there's a TV show called Ferris Bueller? Kind of starring Matthew McConaughey. Uh, whoop, Matthew Broderick. Yo. Whoops. <laughs> oh. Almost said a classic Matthew mix-up. That's a recurring segment on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Liam's Matthew mix-up. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew and mix-up. So many s- Matthews. How do I choose? <laughs> They're the same person. Yeah, we decided to watch Ferris Bueller starring no one of note except for a young Jennifer Aniston as Jeannie Bueller. My favorite part about young Jennifer Aniston is that she could be any age between 18 and 45. Yep, yep, I'm like, yes, that's just Jan- What do you mean, young Jennifer Aniston? That's just Jennifer Aniston. That's just Jennifer that's right. Aniston. Somewhere there's like a portrait of Jennifer Aniston in an attic getting old and withered <laughs> that's just horrifying to look yeah, at. If which... you look in, to, in the tombs of the pharaohs, you will see yes. a very uh, detailed description of her in a very early draft of The Bounty Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that changes are her bangs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just bangs or no bangs. Justin Thero, you really know how to pick them. Oh, yeah, those two are a thing. Right? What? Yeah. She's, They're married, right? She's so. married to the, the... The guy who co-wrote Tropic Thunder? Oh, is he not... Justin Thero, is he not the man from Canada? What? No, that's Justin Trudeau. Ah. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know that Jennifer Aniston had married the Canadian leader of Canada. The captain of Canada. The captain of the Canadian. The, oh my yep, God. Yep. Of the ship that is Canada. The Kirk Cameron of Canada. Not wow. Captain Kirk. <laughs> no. Because uh, Justin Trudeau is the growing pains of Canada. Wow. And Rob Ford is that in is, living color. <laughs> Rob Ford is fucking crazy. So, Slash well, of God. Should we recap the two episodes we watched? We watched the pilot, 
also yeah. known as... Uh, we're going to tell you everything that you saw in the movie was wrong. Yeah, and then there were fewer, I think was the no- the fake title I made up. And then the last episode, which was called One Day Into Darkness. <laughs> or A Night in the Life. Cool. Uh, so it starts with exterior. Smash cut to... <laughs> It's Ferris. Where does it start? It starts in his room, right? Ferris in his room talking to the camera, and in front of us, he chainsaws a cutout of Matthew Broderick as as Ferris Ferris Bueller. In a move I assume was the the director saying, hey, remember that movie everyone liked? What if we immediately told them it's not going to be that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, they address right away that the movie wasn't right, that some of the things were just clearly wrong, and that it's also part of the future. This version of Ferris, who kind of looks like uh, a combination of Reese from Malcolm in the Middle Mm. and a young Sean Penn got blonde together. I I would say... Every every man accused of date rape. Yes, yes that's it. That's a much better... He has date rape eyes. Yes, he, for he sure. He looks like he's always smiling, but for a mugshot. Also, why does he have a chainsaw in his closet? Right? And his sister, during this, is like, can you knock that off? But to her mom and dad. But so it, yeah. she's got the culprit wrong. Are his parents deaf? His parents are... Brain dead, perhaps. They're, they're, they're supposed to be just so trusting of him. He's a golden boy. He's not just a golden boy. He has this definitely mixed relationship with his mother. Yeah. (laughs) There's a weird Oedipal thing going on. So after that uh, cold open, we get the opening sequence. Oh, boy. And, oh. Not in my dream of dreams could I have dreamt a more perfect opening. Uh, Oh, first thing, it's obviously done from the same guy who did the the theme for Seinfeld. Seinfeld. But there's just randomly yelled Ferris Bueller throughout. Ferris, <laughs> it's like it was trying to be like a hip hop thing, but not, but like not but fully not, committing right. to the hip hop. There are no other words to it except occasionally Ferris Bueller. It it it, it reminds me as if the cold open or the the theme song takes place in the mind of whoever came up with this show, which is a man that must be perpetually stuck in eighteen or nineteen. No, no. Oh, the nineteen eighty eight. Yeah. Uh, and just obsessed with Ferris Bueller because it is just Ferris walking around. The sky is behind him. Yeah, it's green screened like holy oh, fucking man. shit. It's like Pee Wee's Playhouse, but not fun. Yeah. And someone is just shouting Ferris Bueller, <laughs> which is, I imagine the writer's mind constantly is just <laughs> like some dark force compelling him to be like, they got it wrong. You need to go back. He's supposed to be weirder. <laughs> Why did Matthew Broderick never have a chainsaw? Yeah. <laughs> Give the kid who can get away with anything a chainsaw. Yeah. People won't be scared. Why is why does Cameron have a distinct personality and is it just annoying and dumb? <laughs> and I, just an idiot. I think it should be fairly obvious as well though that the guy who created Ferris Bueller, John Hughes, had nothing to do with this show and told them they could not use his name in any relation to it. Yeah. So believe, he was smart. Yeah. Also, it takes place in uh, outside of Los Angeles instead of Chicago. Yeah. Or out, right outside of Chicago. Yeah, like Santa Monica, I think, is where they go. Yeah. Which, it would have been fun if he looked at the camera and said, yeah, I know the other one's Chicago, but like, Fuck we don't, those ha- winters. We don't right. have a lot of money, and this is where we wanted to film it. <laughs> we right, we can't afford that. Fuck the Bears, go Lakers. Um, Speaking of not a lot of money, we could talk about how shitty it looks. Oh, it's shot on shittio. <laughs> it is shot on shittio. It's like, the only way to make this just... Uh, 80s date rapist less appealing is what if we just blasted him with light and had no way to like 
downgrade that. Yeah. Uh, so Ferris goes to school. Well, after Jeannie is like, you don't know me. Yeah, which he's a junior in high school, well, they then establish. Like the, so it's clear he's that. He's been in high school for right. two years. They go to the high school. There's already an established rapport. Well, no, him and Cameron go to the pier. From well, after limo he's driver, picked up by a limo. By a limo driver named Boris, to who we never see. To his chagrin of his sister. Uh, oh, so much chagrin. <laughs> Chagrined in Barrett yeah. is what the pilot should have been called. <laughs> they should have called Jeannie Chagrin. Yeah. Chagrin F- Bueller. Chagrin. We learn that Rooney is played by a hot dog of a man. Yeah. <laughs> Just a man who's like, he either works with hot dogs or eats hot dogs a lot. Or uh, like that is a both. famous character actor, Richard Real. Well, he's real unpleasant to look at. He, he, he always looks the same and everything, except he, he's grayer now. He like looked, a dumpling of a man. He looks to me like if he were to walk into a room it with like to his wife and they're like about to have sex his only line is do you want mustard with that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also you don't have to do this if you don't want to <laughs> um so rooney is giving a speech about how things are going to be different this year and ferris shows up in his limo and he's like uh, what a, a speech and then one guy goes what is this school or prison, prison. <laughs> and rooney's like who the Buck said that and the cool biker guy is like me he looks like he's about 50 he does <laughs> yep a real spring chicken a seasoned veteran of the hell's angels who's just <laughs> going back to finally get that ged just gotta figure out how hamlet ends if i'm being honest <laughs> just i read the story and i was like oh this co- conflict between him and polonius really seems like it's going somewhere but i got cranked to sell <laughs> but i need an english teacher to really explain it to me uh because i hear that shakespeare is actually a great rapper <laughs> <laughs> And that Romeo and Juliet can be applicable to my life. A 52-year-old Hell's Angel prank seller going back to high school. This is a better show that we've pitched. <laughs> I would watch that. But you get, who do you get to star, though? You get... Ron Perlman. Okay, we'll put him in the maybe pile. He's like, just fresh I, wanna, on my I mind. want this to be achievable. You think Ron Perlman's gonna do <laughs> no. non-prestige television? No, he's not, because he's a good actor. This is, this is CBS sitcom at best. We're gonna get, like... Big Bang Theory. What's Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney's Rooney. Rooney dead? Yeah, he's been dead for like three years. Oh, oh that's no. right. He is dead. I didn't know how to tell you. Oh. Because I didn't know you when he died and just kind of assumed that you knew We get this. Tim Allen. Because Tim Allen does shit okay, TV. I think I, he would do it. I, I think he would do it. It's manly. You tell me he can do it. What do you mean algebra helps me solve a tip? Or Richard Karn, even better. He hasn't no, done anything in a we're while. We're getting so far away from the initial pitch. What are the guys from ZZ Top doing? Uh, doing ZZ Top stuff. Yeah, so. no, no, that's still going on? Billy Gibbons is still quite the performer. If, if I told you. I don't you, know the other members. Hey, there's a ZZ uh, Top concert happening. Yeah. I wouldn't Tickets you. aren't expensive, clearly. Uh, I would say, go. oh, is the county fair in town? Yeah, and it'd be a hell of a time. It would be. I'd love to get neurovirus from a Hey, corn he dog. was on WTF, guys. ZZ the, Top? Billy the, Gibbons, yeah, the guy behind ZZ Top. One of, like one the guy standing behind ZZ Top? One of the beards. One of the beards. One of the beards. Is ZZ Top not a collective? It's three members. It's a band. <laughs> that was just Frank Beard every night, man every who night, looks like that. Every night they tie their beards together. And Frank go, Beard is the drummer. No, he doesn't. He does not have a beard. 
That's but his last name is Beard. That well, is, is good, good comedy right there. That's ZZ like Top good were on uh, King of the Hill. Way to aim from the middle, ZZ Top. We're hey, proud of King you. of the Hill is amazing. I'm not a fan because I'm not from a small southern town. I don't like the you animation. To, it's Texas. And you, uh, your family was murdered by a propane tank. It's damn good satire. <laughs> I bet it is. But, but yeah, so you would, is Thomas Swift, and I would, just can't get past you him. You would know a lot more if you would Eating watched. babies? No, Thomas! That's, <laughs> a modest proposal! That's a joke. Thank you. We I couldn't went, remember what it's called. We forgot our favorite thing to do in this podcast. Tangents! Yeah. <laughs> also, that's not a modest proposal, T-Swift. Not Taylor Swift. Different T-Swift. The more important one. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. He also dated Tom Hiddleston, though. <laughs> Anyway, John Hall made fun of him for his bad taste in music. I thought that was John Mayer. No, Jake Dylan Hall totally. John Mayer doesn't have great taste in music. Sure he does. He's like, I like the blues, man. That's it. She wrote a whole album about how her ex made made fun of her for not having cool, like, underground taste in music. Yeah, she's Taylor Swift. She's a machine. She's a corporate machine. I have a theory Um, that she's actually not real. If she's not real, who's who's been ignoring my fan letters? (laughs) She's not real. Who have I been sending my uh, bro up to? Who did Brian (laughs) Adams make a great album of? Thomas Swift. Thomas Swift's third album, Red. 21? I don't know. I don't, that's Adele. <laughs> I once went to a Taylor theme party and was a very unhappy person. Uh, did you say a Hitler theme party? <laughs> Taylor, what's Taylor Swift Oh, theme party? Jesus. Uh, Taylor Swift, did you wear a short skirt or a t-shirt? I was wearing a tie, and then they kept, t- and it was a red jacket. It was a red, too, and I was there like, you fuck. Go. I didn't know I was going to be going to this party. Oh, you didn't know you were going to go to a Taylor C- Swift theme party? And there was X. a long guest list of ex-lovers, and they'd tell you that he's insane. Uh, it was the I ex am who killing it with these two jokes. <laughs> the ex is like, oh, by the way, we're going to a Taylor, Thif- Taylor Swift party. Taylor Swift party? Taylor Swift party. I thought I saw a Taylor Swift party after dinner, and I was like, oh, crap. After dinner? Who invited you to this? The ex. The ex. An ex invited you to a Taylor Swift party. The ex said we're going, and we just had, like, her anniversary dinner. I'm like, oh, fuck. That sounds like a murder. And I didn't like that I I was dressed appropriately. I think they were dating when this took place. We were dating. We were dating. That sounds like like your next move is to break up. (laughs) It's like, you're Uh, probably wondering why I brought you here. No, that was a year later. Yeah, <laughs> I've gotten my hair cut a lot, so I've heard. I thought you were Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's her key demo. It's, <laughs> it's so my mom's friend who cuts my hair, That's and how one. she just puts a a, radio, a real radio out. <laughs> oh man, this isn't a speaker system. Weird. There was just a point where it was a radio where you, you could your, go and touch it. Do you get your hair cut at the Smithsonian? Like. <laughs> Speaking of haircuts, the Rachel. (laughs) Rachel, Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston, Leprechaun. Leprechaun, Jennifer Aniston. (laughs) Jennifer Aniston, (laughs) Ferris Bueller. Well, where we left off is an important point is he does not go after the biker character, but instead says, I know that you said it, but I will pick the nerd out of the crowd and bully him on stage because... The okay. nerd from Clearly Revenge of the Nerds. Like, a perfect <laughs> who are, stereotype. Who is a rapist? But we don't have time to get into how he's a rapist. He looked a little scary. Well, I thought it was actually No, in the guy in Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, the actor was? No, no, in the movie, because he has a dark... Oh, yeah, no, Lewis raped the... Yeah, no. boyfriend, but it's, yeah. Uh, it's him. Yeah, that movie has problems. Oh, yeah, he definitely... There's a character named Booger. Is that it teaches nerds that they should be able to get hey, revenge. but no, she was thanks. totally into it yeah. after, so I don't know what to do. Obviously, it, he's got a better deck. 
she likes the nerds. Um, but back to this. So I so thought then, the nerd was going to bomb the school because he looked that like. He looked scared. He, he looked, looked old. And then Ferris Bueller po- pulls out just like a mechanical device. Remote. And points it at the stage. And Rooney falls through the stage. And somehow this is compelling television. Right. He I, wasn't hurt. I believe that this is this is the first point in the show where I went, oh, Ferris is just God. Yeah. That he, he cannot be stopped or killed. Well, he's a sociopath. He is he's definitely a sociopath. a sociopath. He is in love with a transfer student named Sloan. He knows that he's going to end up with Sloan because he knows the events of the future movie. Because he is an immortal time walker. Uh, uh, imprisoned to live his life over and over again in worse and worse bodies. Um, so... He's put himself into every class that Sloane has, like a crazy person does. And he whispers weird shit at her in every class, like a psycho does. So basically, they go to the pier, they is a be- they go to the beach, they cut class, and she's like, I want to do a ballet, but don't tell anyone because yeah, it's that a was secret a weird passion subplot. of mine. And he's like, I am in love with you, and it's uncomfortable. And then she falls because she's a klutz. I yeah. guess. And then they go back, and the Not principal. Just the uh, we, we should point out oh, that she is a wench, a wench, according to Ferris. A wench, she says twice. What I, a real wench. I don't think the writer knew what wench meant. Maybe he meant so. mench, which still doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> but at least <laughs> it's a nicer way, nicer thing than she's a wench. What a real wench. Anywho's. Uh, they go back to school and the principal catches them, even though he's like stalking them as they leave school. And it's like, buddy, you're the principal. You could you stop them right now. And you have authority. Up. He jumps out and scares them like a just like an idiot, like, like an a idiot. crazy man, like something a, a principal doesn't have to do. Right. Sloan rats <laughs> Ferris out, and Ferris gets his lawyer, TV's uh, Alan, Alan Ration, something Ration? from LA Law, to. T- talk ferris down to detention yeah literally played himself it doesn't make any sense and i hated it a lot because the woman who billy joel tickets the The currency of the 80s who's the woman from the movie who plays ernie's assistant oh uh eden mcclarick yeah Uh, the woman woman who plays eden mcclarick's character is just a, a wet piece of paste on top of a popsicle yeah. stick of she a She even tries to do like a Midwestern accent. And it doesn't, doesn't make sense because we're in California. And it's not very good. Um, So Ferris is in detention and then, how does it end? Sloan he tells is like, Sloan, I'm he's sorry. Like, it's cool. And he's like, oh, it doesn't matter. You and I are destined to be together because I know the future because I'm a time walker. She's like, what? I want to dance. Oh, you gotta, he, it ends with him doing a horrible thing to his sister. Oh, right. So, uh, because they steal Jeannie's car, uh, Jeannie is later driving it, but she reported it stolen, and a cop pulls her over. Long story short, Jeannie gets arrested, and uh, Ferris bumps up her bail to $250,000. Telling his parents, better stop at the bank first. Because apparently his dad is a millionaire. I guess. Who is perpetually reading a paper. Fucking chunk change. Well, you gotta read the morning paper, then the evening paper. Stuff happens during the day. Always. Uh, I'm sad that we didn't get to see the Sausage King of Chicago. In... Yeah, there was no Sausage King of Chicago. Anyways, that's an in-joke for the fans of Ferris Bueller. <laughs> we meet a Pizza King later. We do. He's not a king. He, If anything, he is a peasant. It, the pizza... First of all, LA, uh, California is not known for its pizza, so this guy must make real shitty pizza. California Pizza Kitchen? Is not, not great pizza. Great pizza. <laughs> is like no. it is like passable pizza. I don't know if I'd go that far. 
Oh, uh, it's passable. We went there recently, and it was quite passable. I'm the still tr- here. The trick is to get drunk and high beforehand. I mean, it's not going to kill you. Um, it's overpriced passable. Pizza. Episode 13. But if you want to sponsor us, California Pizza Kitchen, we'll chill you Go forever. for it. <laughs> I eat your pizzas, CPK. Let's make some magic. You invented barbecue chicken pizza. And it's Fun fact. so good. Although, is the Gouda necessary? Anyways. That's Gouda. Uh, well, because they can't, they gotta put shit all over the pizzas, man. I don't well, know. The quintessential question of your life is, is the Gouda necessary? Gouda usually is necessary. I feel like I've heard you say Gouda? that. I love smoked Gouda. But Gouda on pizza? Man, ever since Gouda that. started smoking, it just sits in the corner and watches TV all day. It doesn't do anything. <sighs> it doesn't call friends. It's not itself doesn't, anymore. It doesn't call Swiss. So let's jump to the second, the so final. It starts with Ferris talking to us, being like, hey, I, think I once killed yeah. a man just to watch him die. <laughs> uh, uh, Ferris and Cameron have to write a history report in one night. On Lyndon B. Uh, Johnson? No, on Great Americans. And they choose Lyndon B. Johnson, who is not a Great American, who uh, once pulled out his penis and said, let's put this in Vietnam. Um, and he did some decent things with civil rights. Yeah, but he also would like use his dick to intimidate people. I did not know that. What yeah. president hasn't? I don't think Most he's a great American, though. I would agree. So, Brian they're like, uh, in the movie Trumbo. <laughs> yep, he plays Lyndon B. Johnson, whose nickname and was Trumbo. Dalton Trumbo. It's a tour de force. It was quite the... It's like a Glenn or Glenda uh, movie where one side, he <laughs> was Trumbo. It's like Jack and Jill, you mean. No. <laughs> I was talking about a good movie. I actually wasn't. I don't think uh, Glenn and Glenda is a bad movie. Good. It is Ed Wood. Um, where were we? Other than wondering why we do Great anything. American reports. Right, so they after two hours, they're like, this is dumb, let's go get pizza. They get pizza at a place where they hear a really boring life story that you've heard a million times before. I had not... This guy is so fucking stereotypically Italian. He's like, I had. I came into this country with a nothing. I just did the shoes on my feet and the shirt on my back. And you gotta a, add an A after everything you say. Sauce. And a recipe for sauce. You gotta... The, the sauce is, of the pizza. The trick is to spit in it. <laughs> oh, you boys eat for free. Is everyone eats a free for a first time. Like a crack dealer. He'll <laughs> uh, be back. And then... He, they meet... A former dropout. Yeah, who's like, I'm working at a dry cleaning factory. Not a thing. I don't but that's need okay. school anymore. His I name is out. his name is Stuart. He's black. This comes back later, mm, unfortunately. Anyway, so Stuart works at the dry cleaning factory, or as I imagine, the imagination factory, where you can build <laughs> lollipop bunnies. He is excited about learning the press the next day. Not a thing. This is all made up. He's clearly selling drugs, and they don't have the guts to say it. So and Stuart needs a ride to to, to Union Station, do, yeah. a different a train station that I don't I think exists in D.C. Yep, and not California. Uh, Hell of a there drive. Aren't, I don't think there is a train station in California. Ah, <laughs> oh, but that famous California train. It, I hear uh, that's what that song California Train of Cummins the about. The monorail. <laughs> he needs a ride. Is there a the... chance the track will bend? He needs a ride to the train station that he must have walked from to go get pizza. And then he needs to take the train to go home. No, no, no. To take his, his grandfather, grandfather works at the train station. Oh, so he's just going to pick him up? Yeah. But he doesn't have a car. No. Yeah, so. Why, why Because his grandpa has a car. I don't understand. And they've established that it was Anyways, a 20 minute drive, so it's probably a good hour plus walk. They meet <laughs> Stewart's grandfather. A black man who shines shoes for a bunch of rich white men. In a scene that is both painful and uncomfortable, 
given the fact that we are three white guys uh and just it's just it was weird it felt weird right yeah it was strange it was it was fun to see him uh insist that cameron get his shoe shined his shoe put shoelaces oh, shoe- were replaced because yeah, shoe- he can tell when a gun's gonna about to snap just you need to you need some good free shoelaces and there's multiple cuts during this mostly silent scene of just ferris and the friend smiling and looking at this happen as if what a cool event (laughs) we are what did i do yesterday uh my friend got his shoe shined at the train station (laughs) so well the well the poor old man brags about people's shoes he shined he's shined everyone's shoes and he thinks that that's dan everyone's shoes greta garbo the rockefeller the rockefeller unfortunately darth vader not Lyndon B. Johnson. Not Lyndon B. Johnson. That would not help the report Guy either. Guy Fieri, Kurt Vonnegut, Pikachu. Uh, you have an odd list of heroes. Walter White. <laughs> Walter Black. Walter Reed. Rocket Raccoon. His Juggalos. Juggalos. <laughs> Shaggy Two Dope. Larry Wilmore. <laughs> Larry Kilmore. Colt Cobana. <laughs> uh, George the Animal Steel. Recently deceased. Andre the Giant. Does anybody want a peanut? When they go into the train station, a man rubs himself against Cameron. As yeah. men often do. Uh, and then Cameron realizes, uh-oh, my wallet. She's a-missing. He's, He's a-been-a-picked. He's uh, part of the grift now. They go back and find, uh-oh, my car is stolen. The wallet never gets recovered, I just realized. Nope, nope. Cameron doesn't deserve it. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Jeannie snuck out to a party. Oh, we forgot about this. She's dating a college sophomore. Which makes her big news at People the are asking for her autograph at the school. And the principal basically <laughs> tells her, if you get pregnant, we won't help you. It's a weird scene. Doesn't come back up again. Nope. You're having Until s- she uh, is basically sex. assaulted you by her boyfriend, can right? Can yeah. Sex. There you go. Hey. I said it. We say intercourse on the podcast. Yeah, you <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Well, everyone, I like that everyone is. Well, like, I say balls tingling satisfaction. Is that it's clear? It's a high school. There's some people having sex. So it's not just you're having sex. You're a celebrity, but it's hey, an older man right. is well, fucking you. Twenty year old, please. And she wears a Letterman jacket because no one wears those in college. And she's <laughs> sniffing it constantly, and it's weird. Well, she was trying to see as if it was um, ranch or. Uh, like a, a cool, cool ranch is, or just neck no 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 ranch or man, like just mayonnaise on it. <laughs> is this sweat or ranch on this ranch jacket. or blue cheese i can't tell so later she's basically it seems like she's assaulted by this guy as and, she's leaving the party and then her car played by too. adam sandler alum alan covert or whatever his name was we believe you but i'm not oh gonna... i looked it up because i was like that's that guy who was in that terrible movie grandma's boy anyways ferris and cameron important. try to go back into the train station to find a cop and hear a gunshot and someone screaming and then they leave oh shit i forgot about that weird moment it's not we brought ne- up we again never address the the death that ferris has clearly caused so then they go to the Oh, then they're just walking and meandering around the streets. Two gang members accost them and put them in their car. Then it turns out they're not gang members; they're just dudes. Good Samaritans, I guess. One, one just good Samaritan, and one future star of the George Lopez show, Ernie. <laughs> and so they find their car, Genie too, and they wait at the. 
towing place all night, and then they go and they buy back their car. The genie doesn't have enough money for her car. She still no, genie has the money, so. But not very. Sorry, she, but she gives the money she to Ferris. Sacrifices. Ferris and Cameron to make a bullshit report about all the great people they've met that night. Genie the, the gets teacher, caught. The it's, teacher addresses that that was not the assignment, but we'll give them a C right, anyway because students rule this school, and they all clap for Ferris. Because it's an did. amazing speech about Tony. They clap mostly for Cameron. Ferris yeah, because Cameron looked, really kind of gives the whole speech. I was really a Cam-based It's episode. the only time I don't think he like was quite as dumb as he was throughout what we've watched. Uh, like Cameron yeah, was sure. presented as very, very, very stupid. Well... Anyways, that's basically the ending. Jeannie gets caught for sneaking out, but Ferris covers for her. Well, to put it in something you said earlier, is the only reason it is important that the character that they oh. meet in the pizza shop is black is because he comes back to school. Oh, yes. And he's like, hey, you convinced me to rejoin school after I talked to my dad or my grandfather. He, he finally admits to him he had dropped out of school. He, he, t he tells his grandfather, hey, I quit school to work at the dry cleaning factory. And hearing that out loud makes him say, I'm going to stop doing that and <laughs> yeah. go back to school. This is a bad idea. He walks up to Rooney and says, I'm back. And Rooney says, I know you're black. And tries to walk away from the situation. <sighs> and is immediately... Just like it never comes up, like that was the joke for them. Right, that was a joke. Right, and then the the, the secretary is like, "No, he wants to come back," and so it's like, oh, "Okay, well." Anyways, then it, then it ends with a uh, sleeping Cameron, and no, it doesn't end there. No, um, it doesn't matter. It ends it, with Ferris it, talking to us, and it's over, and it sucked. Yeah, it's... And it was canceled, I think, before this episode aired. Yeah. So after we we do the review, we uh, so I I've um I've studied some TV stuff in the past and I'm not in school anymore. I know. And uh, uh, we like, you know, I like to kind of go over if, if the pilot did the things that a pilot should do. Yeah. Um, so I've got five questions uh, or five things of what a good pilot should do and we're going to go over them. It, was there a story or conflict on, on the pilot? No. I don't think so. No. Things no. just kind of happened. It's tough to have a conflict when you clearly make the main character God. Yeah. Right. He's <laughs> just like a narcissist who, when he gets whatever he wants. He's There's... a he's a man who can press a button and a hole forms in the floor that a, that he that is just impossibly planned. There's no way the he can, and yeah. when he's caught, he calls on a TV lawyer who right. he had not met previously. Right. There's no effort in anything he does. Like it's just. He, is he a, shits and it's gold. He is he is a man who starts out the pilot by saying, "Hey, guess what? I know the fucking future. I also know the real world future that this movie was made in. He knows every realm of reality." He is a god king. The care. All right. So do the characters fit stock types? Sitcoms have stock types. I'll explain it in a future episode, probably. They do not. Are the characters introduced in conflict? Not really. Does the main character want something? Ferris can't want anything. He is God. God yeah. desires nothing. He wants something. He wants Salone. And yeah, then he, he immediately Salone. gets Salone in a way that is her. Basically, is her just saying, You, you now. You're cute. You got me. <laughs> and it doesn't have story I structure. Owe you. Uh, so this aired in the summer, late summer, early fall of 1990 uh, on NBC. And it went up against, oh my God. It went up against Major Dad. <laughs> that'll be a, that'll be a future, future episode, Major Dad. Uh, 
It also went against MacGyver, the family man, and was eventually replaced by Blossom. Can, can I guess what Major Dad is about? You can. Is it about an army sergeant who is a father? He is not the yeah. biological father of the He's people the in it. Father. He's the new dad. Oh, so this is about a stepdad learning yeah. to... To, I, I guess that this is the 80s, so control the family. You'll see in an upcoming episode yeah. of Musty TV. Major Dad. Um, so I guess that uh, we can we can rate this television show yeah. and wrap up this wrap up this dog and pony show. Uh, Josh, was this must see TV or was this musty TV? Oh, this was definitely musty TV. Yeah, this I do want to gross awful things do you have some fun facts i just have something i wanted to say that the new york times said about this show (laughs) ah fantastic particularly the lead actor charlie schlatter oh great name for an actor charlie schlatter is likely to leave most viewers reaching instinctively for their wallets take that as what it is i'm gonna take it as anti-semitic he is creepy as hell he's very he always gives you like he just feel like he's watching you in a weird way that he yeah he will take your wallet if he can as well as your soul he probably stole cam's wallet i i take that note uh uh, that review as the the, my i usually keep my wallet in my back pocket yeah and every time i hear this guy talk i think He's right behind me, isn't yeah. he? <laughs> yeah. Yo, Even I as I look him in the eyes, and he looks me in the eyes, you, I know yo, you're watching me from somewhere else as well. Yeah. If I, I walked into his living abode at night, I would see him swinging a large object around, like an axe or a lacrosse stick or mm-hmm. a, uh, a second axe, because the first axe isn't enough. What if Hellraiser was a fun teen? Is that the... No, Pinhead. Pinhead. That's what I was thinking. Hell, is Hellraiser the movie Pinhead is it? Yes. You were, uh, there, you were good there. Look at me being born after all of this. Although, Pin... Pinhead I is... I thought you said after Elvis. After Elvis? No, yeah. Pin, yeah, Pinhead is... Look common. who's the winner. But Pinhead is more of a, like, welcome to my puzzle dot box dimension. Here are my... He followers. opens the show by saying, welcome to... I fucking win this yeah. reality. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's yeah, true, no, you're right. I think Pinhead is Pinhead an is accurate, accurate You win. He takes out a cardboard cutout from a movie that doesn't exist in their yeah, reality. Yeah, you're 100% right. You hear that, Clive Barker? Your most crush, uh, precious creation has been turned into vitriol and hate. Yeah, Clyde. So Musty TV. Yeah, it's Clyde Barker. This this is this is for sure Musty. Although, yeah. Although it, it has reignited a spirit in me to want to write a movie about Ferris Bueller when he's grown up. Yeah, as God. That no, could be interesting. As, we have an outline for one called Ferris Bueller Gets Off. It's not about you him have being, to get Matthew Broderick. It's not about him being God. <laughs> it's a, yeah. It's about older Matthew Broderick, boyish comb over, uh, and he is at this point just like insane and he like goes back to the parade and like kills a ton of people but gets away with it yeah I, and genie's like a cop who tries to <laughs> who partner partners with a uh, criminally insane rooney who <laughs> <I was about laughs> say where's mr rooney yeah they partner up together to try to prove that ferris bueller has bu- been behind a bunch of attacks on sh- the chicago oh, and, PD. and he makes cameron, i love this idea that's all i have to he say makes cameron be involved with it yeah he also <laughs> at one point i think was gonna make cameron eat his own foot or something like i'm sure <laughs> anyway Anyways, be sure to check out Ferris Bueller Gets Off in 2036, starring old Matthew Shanning Tatesworth as Shan- Principal Rooney. <laughs> Shanning Tatesworth, Principal Rooney. And Rebecca Frameka as the kid. Rebecca Frameka, she's my favorite. People only get weirder names in the future. That's how it works. All right. So, listen, uh, this is the first episode that we're putting out. 
episodes that come out after this are going to be pre-recorded. We're putting this out with our second episode, and we'll let you know now, it's a bit of a doozer, because we were supposed to record a 45-minute episode on Caroline in the City. Ooh, yeah, that it, was the fun one. It did not record, oh. so we did the entire episode, burned through it in eight minutes, and you can hear our delirium. And it's pretty yeah, fun. Because we did not want to uh, re-record that. We didn't. And after that, it'll be a normal, a normal for a couple episodes. So I guess we'll uh, check in with you guys around like eight, nine, or ten, somewhere yeah. around then. But uh, hey, at least uh, you know, keep watching. At least we're not TV in jail guys. for <laughs> stealing our own car. Yep. Keep watching. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. You want to sign out, Luke? I have to. We have to keep recording. To how, get the log back how, how do you want me to sign out? Any way you want. Any way I want. Yeah. It's musty TV. It's musty TV. It's musty TT. Oh, it must be TV. It's musty TV. It's musty TV. Ooh, I hate watching TV with my parents. Mom always asks questions. Dad gets mad at her for not paying attention. Sister comes up halfway through the episode is wondering why we're watching tv without her now she's trying to get in halfway through the episode of fringe and dad's just not having it with all these goddamn questions he likes his shows about science he's an engineer my mom doesn't give a shit she's half reading a romantic novel on her kindle that she's just been blowing through this week this is a therapy session <laughs> And I don't get to enjoy Fringe. Thanks for listening. <laughs>